Good morning, and thank you for joining this morning. The practice of being aware of awareness. As usual, we'll have three uh, indicators. The first will be in just a moment. The second will be halfway through, and the final will be in an hour from now. So it's interesting that the practice of turning attention inward is often aided by a sound or whatever's going on outward in the outward environment. So to bring attention inward, first step is to notice everything that's in awareness, in our field of hearing and our field of view, tasting, touching, smelling, if that's available. Because if we, if we really bring attention to our sense of smell, we notice one of two things that we definitely smell something, or that we don't smell anything. But whether there's the presence of an object of smell or the absence of an object of smell, we are there throughout. We are there to determine that. We are what that sense of smell arises to. Arises through. Arises in. Same with sounds that might be in the environment. I can hear birds, I can hear Reggie's breath, what knows that, what hears that, and of course we're, we're not going for an answer, although mind will certainly provide some, what we're interested in is the question, turning attention around and entertaining the possibility that we don't know what the sounds arise to.
But what we can notice is whatever the sounds or the smells arise to. That welcomes the arising. That allows it. There's a wide openness. There's an acceptance. Is it true in our own direct experience? That awareness allows all the sounds, all the smells, all the absence of sounds, all the absence of smells. can hear the sound of the train in the distance. Awareness accepts that it arises. It accepts that it falls away. Can we notice that? Everything's accepted. Everything's allowed.
anything that arises right now. Say we forgot to turn our cell phone off and it dings or someone interrupts us. It's a car alarm. No matter what awareness allows it all, accepts it all. There's just no resistance in awareness. The mind resists all kinds of things. Awareness just accepts. And it accepts everything, including that nothing arises. That's accepted. So we can test this out with the interiority of what's arising in us. Maybe there's a a pain, physical discomfort. Maybe there's a emotional heaviness. Maybe there's a, a worry. Just this this density of energy that we could put all kinds of words on. But if we go right to the sensation, can we notice that awareness has accepted that? It's allowed that. At the same time, awareness has allowed, if it's present, mind that says this shouldn't be like this. I wish it weren't like this. Could it please not be like this?
that's accepted. And then if mind doubles down and says, oh, I really, I shouldn't be pushing stuff away. I should be loving everything. I, I should be okay with this. That movement of mind is accepted as well. Everything that arises, everything that falls away, is accepted just the way it is. And if, if one sensation is stronger, and that starts to abate, but we've got that little moment before the next one arises. We can notice we're right there. We don't rise and fall with the sensations or the feelings, or the sounds, the objects in consciousness. We are not tethered to those. We are the background of awareness that watches that roaming arm of awareness we can call attention. We watch it taste different experiences, taste the thoughts, taste the feelings, taste the outside objects that arise, the inside objects that arise. The background of awareness doesn't move just allows it all to play out.
read to you a little bit from Helen Hamilton's Dissolving the Ego. This is the second half of chapter 12. She says, set aside some time each day to sit down in any position and be conscious of your consciousness. This is as simple as noticing that there is consciousness already present. As soon as your attention becomes hypnotized by thoughts, you must bring yourself back to noticing only that you are conscious. Consciousness will repeatedly become focused on the thoughts passing through. And this is normal. Everyone goes to this stage and nobody found a shortcut to it other than bringing attention back over and over. Repeat this for as long as the practice session continues. So attention will go out. It will go to the next moving objects. It likes novelty. It likes movement. Something flits in, attention will go to it. The opportunity is to use that moment to notice your conscious, to notice that attention just went out to thought. And in the moment you've noticed, in the moment that your conscious attention has just gone to thought, you have just returned attention to the simple noticing that consciousness is already present. It's a very simple practice. And all it actually takes is the desire, the willingness to notice because we can only notice something as soon as we notice. We, we actually can't notice it sooner 
That's a trick of mind. That's a thought. That's a thought that makes up that something different could have happened five minutes ago or five hours ago, five days ago. Point of power is always in the present moment. And the power is very simple. Noticing that all of it gets noticed, that consciousness is already present, that that's the through line. Consciousness will repeatedly become focused on the thoughts passing through. And this is normal. 
everyone goes through this stage and nobody found a shortcut to it other than bringing attention back over and over. Be conscious of your consciousness. This is as simple as noticing that there is consciousness already present. As soon as your attention becomes hypnotized by thoughts, you must bring yourself back to noticing only that you are conscious.
So Helen writes in a section called Resistance to the Practice. The majority of people who follow this practice will experience a very similar type of resistance. The thought will soon come that this is boring and attention will wander back to the seemingly more exciting thoughts coming and going. Your role in the process is to keep your focus on the consciousness long enough that the pull of thoughts begins to lose its power. You are making a higher choice that involves turning away from receiving the temporary fix of identifying with the thoughts and the drama of the sense of me and all that is happening to it.
So the majority of people who follow this practice will experience a very, a very similar type of resistance. The thought will soon come that this is boring and attention will wander back to the seemingly more exciting thoughts coming and going. Your role in the process is to keep your focus on the consciousness long enough that the pull of thoughts begins to lose its power. You are making a higher choice that involves turning away from receiving the temporary fix of identifying with the thoughts and the drama of the sense of me and all that is happening to it. As you turn away from this neurochemical transmitter high that we get from buying into the thoughts, then you will begin to experience a profound sense of peace. And that everything is in fact totally okay right now. So again, the majority of people who follow this practice will experience a very similar type of resistance. The thought will come that this is boring 
and attention will wander back to the seemingly more exciting thoughts coming and going. Your role in the process is to keep your focus on the consciousness long enough that the pull of thoughts begins to lose its power. Can we feel into the pull that the thoughts have? Just think about this just a little bit more. Isn't there something else you could feel bad about just for a second? Isn't there something else you could feel pride about just for a second? Just pulling you back into what Muji calls personhood. And can we notice that there's a, there's a sense of being powerful, being somebody. There's kind of a puffing up that happens. This is this neurochemical transmitter high. It's addictive. It is the human addiction. And there's a pull to it. Can we will to recognize the vibration of that pull? Can we start to train attention to land on the pull, pull up to mind, pull up to personhood, pull up to drama? It's the story of this me and how it's happening and unfolding, the twists and the turns. Can we notice the pull? I mean, for me, it feels like a literal physical pull. Something wants that charge, wants that juice. Can we notice that? Can we notice that within ourselves? We can't pull attention back to consciousness, to the fact that being conscious is what's happening for any of the pulls. We can't pull attention back if we don't notice it's going out. And the first sign that it's going out is this pull. So our role in the process, Helen says, is to keep our focus on the consciousness long enough that the pull of thoughts begins to lose its power. Can we keep attention right there and have the prayer be that we want to see when the pull of thoughts lose their power. First, we wanna see them pull with the power. And then we actually wanna see that as we keep attention on the fact that we're conscious, can we feel into when the thoughts begin to lose their pull?
we are retraining attention to recognize what we actually don't want. Even though the programming, the conditioning, the habituation goes towards it. So can we feel the pull, the enticement? Can we notice there's a pull? And we, can we keep attention focused inward anyway? And when we cannot, can we keep attention on the pull? On the fact that something's being pulled out, there's still energy in the system. Roger Castillo calls it the energy in the suffering structure. something still pulls, we just keep attention right on that pull, right up to that story, that drama, that me. We notice that the body gets infiltrated with these neurochemicals. There's actually like a physical tingliness to it. Can we notice that? This is like the anatomy of the pull to the wrong mind. You are making a higher choice that involves turning away from receiving the temporary fix of identifying with the thoughts and the drama of the sense of me and all that is happening to it. As you turn away from this neurochemical transmitter high that we get from buying into the thoughts, then you will begin to experience a profound sense of peace 
and that everything is in fact totally okay right now. As you turn away from this neurochemical transmitter high that we get from buying into the thoughts, and you will begin to experience a profound sense of peace and that everything is in fact totally okay right now. Your mind will try to distract you and bring attention back to it by telling you that this practice is getting you nowhere, that you are not taking responsibility for your life. It will use its tricks 
to get you to stop the practice. And this in itself should tell you, you are onto something. The power of this practice is in its simplicity. And your mind knows it is losing ground. Hold your attention on the sense that you are conscious and watch for the tendency to get distracted. Your mind will try to distract you and bring attention back to it by telling you that this practice is getting you nowhere or that you are not taking responsibility for your life. It will use its tricks to get you to stop the practice. And this in itself should tell you that you are on to something. The power of this practice is in its simplicity and your mind knows it is losing ground. Hold your attention on the sense that you are conscious and watch for the tendency to get distracted. It is natural for the mind to resist this practice because it knows that you are near the end of suffering.
everyone is conscious. And everyone takes this consciousness for granted. Will you take it for granted? Stay in the simplicity of only knowing that you are conscious. Be conscious of your consciousness. <laughs>